Welcome to the show. I am Robert Reynolds, and if you are not aware, this is the GATA podcast, where it's all dog, all the time. Where you're going to hear a lot of Georgia football. You're going to hear about recruiting, the most important aspect of Georgia football, in my opinion. You're going to hear about the state of the team. Uh, you could look at way too early predictions. Uh, you know, in my opinion, and my takes on anything regarding the team currently. And you're also going to hear about recent news involving Georgia football around the NCAA. Whatever the case may be, if it, if it is involving Georgia football, it will be brought up. Also, on each Friday, you will hear a segment called GATA Q&A, where I go live on Facebook talking to followers and listeners and answer questions and have discussions regarding anything that wants to be discussed. So get ready. Because the GATA podcast starts right now. Welcome to episode two of the GATA Q&A. As you know, I am Robert Reynolds. Um, gonna wait for people to pop in. Obviously, I do uh, go Facebook on Fridays. Probably should at least uh, call this uh, Facebook Friday. But it is what it is. Uh, anyways, a uh, couple things since Tuesday. Uh, NCAA, unfortunately... Uh, I extended the dead period to May 31st. Uh, if you listen to my podcast episode Tuesday, you understand how basically pissed off I am at the thought of it. Now that it becomes reality, uh, just as heated, I'm going to save the argument for when people pop in. Um, I'll bring that up. I'm sure it'll come up. Uh, other than that, I, I think you look at uh, 24-7 uh, popped a... I guess they had a crystal ball day, um, and, you know, tons of, tons of crystal balls. I know it don't mean 100% of everything, it is fun to keep up with, just to see, um, so got a couple big names there, uh, that you saw, uh, if you've looked, uh, they got crystal ball to Georgia, uh, even one in the 2023 class. Uh, so other than that, there's a few things to talk about. Obviously it's Q and a, so anybody that wants to talk, have questions, want to talk about anything, feel free to do so. This is your time. So, uh, looks like we've got some people coming in. Um, other than that, uh, you know, just wait to see what people say. I hope everybody's having a good Friday cold up in North Carolina right now. Cold. Uh, I know I'm letting people pop in, but uh, supposed to get ice storm. Didn't really get anything too much. So I guess that was a good thing. Um, for those that are in here, though, I, I'll ask the question first, maybe to break the ice. What are your thoughts on the NCAA extending the dead period uh, for another six weeks? What are your thoughts on that? Behind, all right, Taylor Bryant says, behind JT, who would you say is our second-string quarterback this year? Uh, this is going to be a two-parter, and, and you'll understand why. Uh, my heart wants me to say uh, Carson Beck. I, I think there's no reason to rush uh, Brock Vandegrift in this year. Um, 
Obviously, you want them to be ready uh, just in case of an emergency. Obviously, that you know you don't want those you know you don't want injuries to happen, uh, especially at the quarterback position. Uh, you know, you've got your quarterback locked up for the future. You have Brock this year. Gunnar Stockton, obviously, if he stays committed, will come in uh, next year. Uh, you know, and typically you just want to let those guys knock it out and and have that kind of a battle. Um, so I want Carson back uh, to be the backup. That's what my heart says. My mind tells me Stetson Bennett, and and it's not because I want him to be by any means, but because he's got he's a mo- he's got the most experience, and I think Kobe or not Kirby, <laughs> Kirby. Uh, Kirby Smart wants experience at all times at the quarterback position. Uh, as you saw this past season, you know, it started off with DeWan, uh, not experienced, obviously, coming off of that injury from the year before, uh, the brain surgery, and struggled very bad. Uh, Setson came in, saved the day. Uh, obviously, this was before JT was really fully healthy. Um, however, you know, Set, you know, ride Stetson for a little bit. Uh, obviously, we take the loss to Alabama. Uh, did do some good things in there. Kind of, kind of gave it away in the second half there. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, once JT came in, I think everybody kind of knew, especially after the Mississippi State game, that uh, there's no question JT's your starter. Um, and you know, who's to say that you know it could have been this way? Um, you know, it could have been this way all along. But obviously, it. it I would rather Kirby played it safe and, and did what he did. Um, I understand. I hate losing to Florida. Don't get me wrong. I, I genuinely hate losing to Florida. But at the end of the day, if it's going to, if it's going to risk the future, I'd rather, I'd rather lose that one game and know that next year we'll be fine. Um, you know, there was a lot of, there was a lot of debate that, uh, you know, he could have played. What what happened if he would have played? Because he had been uh, cleared, but I just don't think he was ready. Uh, so there was a lot of discussion there, a lot of pissed off people, and understandable. Uh, but you know, looking at it, I think he just wasn't a hundred percent ready to go. Uh, being cleared and being uh, ready to go, you know, is completely different. Uh, but yeah, to, so basically, I'll get kind of go back on that. Uh, my mind tells me Stetson. My heart wants me to go with Beck. Uh, so thanks for that question, Taylor. Uh, Jenny Lynn Chastain says, "Is Kenny McIntosh ready? He's been ready. Um, if you're talking about a starting role, I don't think so. Uh, there's just too many people there. I think you look at Zeus. Uh, you know who's to say the true rotation, but I think you look at Zeus because he's coming back. Uh, you have James uh, James Cook that could go into." Uh, you know, obviously back there for, you know, past, uh, past plays. Don't forget about Kendall Milton. I think Kendall Milton's going to get a, a very expanded role and a heat and deservedly so. Uh, but you know, Kenny McIntosh is just, is just fine as well. Uh, and that's just a good problem to have. Uh, so, I mean, he's ready, he's going to play and I think he'll be fine. Uh, he, I like, I like his, you know, I like his tape. Uh, it's just, you know, there's a lot of running backs right now. A ton of running backs. Taylor Beck says, I agree with Beck. Stetson just seems to panic no matter his experience. Um, depends on, I guess, maybe depends on what game you were talking about. I don't know if you probably were talking about Bama. Uh, probably that was the case, I'm assuming, Taylor. 
I mean, a lot of people kind of just Bama's defense is good. Uh, I'm not saying that other teams that he played wasn't good, but uh, you know they've got a lot of talent and they've got a lot of uh, speed on defense. Uh, obviously, in the regular season, that was our heart. You know, that was our hardest game. Uh, knew it, knowing it uh, coming in. You know, obviously mobility matters, but at the end of the day, um, you know, you still got to make the plays, and I don't think that necessarily happened. Uh, Taylor also says, JT gives our boys a chance at 50-50 balls like Fromm did with Wims. That's what I like more than anything. Yeah, and, and he stated it in the Mississippi game press conference after the game. Uh, you know, talked about it. If you've got George Pickens and, you know, you've got Jermaine Burton, if you're going to recruit them, you know, you've got to throw it to them. Don't recruit him if you're not going to throw it to him. And 100% agree with that. I think George Pickens is too talented to sit there and just kind of just basically waste away being a decoy. Um, not saying that that was 100% the case, but Stetson Bennett did not throw that great and throw a lot to him. Um, Kier's benefited a ton there. And, 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 uh, and that's okay. Uh, at least we were productive and we won games. Uh, however, I think, you know, with, with the talent like Pickens, you, you can't waste that talent. And, and now that JT's the quarterback, you're, you're seeing exactly what you need to see. Uh, spreading the ball around. Uh, I, I would honestly like to see more of the tight ends uh, being used. I think Darnell has a breakout year. Uh, they need to throw to the tight ends. Monken schemed them open all year. Uh, several plays during the year that you saw uh, Darnell running wide open in the middle and just wasn't hit. So, obviously, I think you can look at uh, learning the offense. JT only had really four games to, you know, he had the, he had mental reps, but that's not the same as actually getting it done. So, uh, you would you would like I would like to think that you know off season, uh, complete off season, and you know obviously spring game, and everything like that. You know, you have enough time to you know figure those uh, kinks out, iron them out, and. Uh, turn it into a better product this year, and I think that's going to happen. Uh, we didn't have, you know, nobody had an off season last year. Uh, it just sucked even worse for us because we were instilling the new offense. So, yeah, I, and I agree with you, Taylor. I, I do like JT because he does do that. Uh, but at the same time, he also throws um, he throws it around, and that's what you need. Um, he, he, you add that. Uh, Vertical, you know, you add, add that presence in the passing game that Georgia's not really used to having. So it, it makes you more of a complete offense. And teams can't sit there and hone in on one specific uh, pass, uh, you know, whether it be your run game or your pass game. They can't do that with us. And, and that's why our offense is going to be dangerous as it is. Uh, Jenny also says he was hurt in the bowl game. Yeah, I mean, you're going to end the bowl game. You know, you could see that. Um, but, you know, moving forward this year, uh, he should be ready to go fully healthy and things like that. Obviously, depending on how the uh, the offseason goes. But I, I would ex- I, I'm thinking you're talking about McIntosh. But, yeah, um, like I said, he'll he'll get his touches. And I think Kirby's going to – he's got a – he's got a – he's got a fun time to head try to, you know, balance the run. And obviously, with the passing game expanding, um, but that's obviously that's why he gets paid so much money. <laughs> so that's the way I see that. Um, what are y'all? Th- uh, sorry. So moving on here, what are your thoughts on the G Day game? Um, I know every 
I want to say they limited it to twenty thousand, uh, paying ten dollars. Uh, I think they said it was going to charity though. What are y'all's thoughts on that? Taylor says Zeus, Milton, McIntosh, Cook would be my running back. Speaking of tight end, Washington is going to be the next Gronk. Um, the the four that you said right there, I could see that. I'm curious if you would switch Cook with McIntosh in that order specifically. Um, I, you know, not knocking Cook, but Cook is more of a threat in the run uh, in the pass game by far, and, and that's okay because you do need that. Um, you know, so you have he has that niche for him. And tight end Washington gonna be the next Gronk. Uh, I, I mean yes, but I don't really want to compare him to Gronk. Um, I, I just don't like comparing it to Gronk. I'm curious to see what he does. I mean, he's he's super athletic for his size. Uh, you know, being six seven and what two sixty, I think it was. Um. So I see your comparison there. I, I just don't know if it would be 100% favorable for me to say that he would be the next. Um, you know, when it comes to tight ends, I mean, do you look at it as do you look at it as a Gronk or do you look at it as a Kelsey? I, I don't know if he's as athletic as Kelsey, but possibly. Um, you know, but at the end of the day, he's his own guy. You know, I, I love the fact that he blocks as well as he does. So. Okay, yeah, so you're just comparing us blocking as a tight end. Gotcha. Okay. No, that's that's fine. You know, I get it. That's fine. Um but yeah. I mean I think he has a he has a breakout year though. I think you have to get him a breakout year. And you know, if if we are able to, you know, utilize the tight ends a lot more, I think that pretty much shores up uh, Oscar Delp in the twenty twenty two class. I think that pretty much solidifies us. Uh, getting him, and, and a lot of this narrative on tight ends would go away too. Uh, you know, a lot of other schools can look at Georgia and be like, yeah, they're just you just come here to block. Uh, if if we're able to open up the passing game and you know utilize the tight ends a lot more, teams can't say that anymore. And and I think that'll be the biggest breakthrough um, as an offense. Now everybody knows we're loaded at receiver, and everybody knows we're loaded at running back. We have good tight ends, it's just we don't use them. Uh, so it would help in recruiting moving forward, for sure. Um, but yeah, that's just about the tight end situation. Uh, Shane Powell says, what about our defense? Um, obviously, D-line is going to be set. I don't think there's a true question about that. Um, you know, looking on the edge, I think, is maybe the question there. And it's not from a pass rushing standpoint. Adam Anderson and Nolan Smith are going to... Adam Anderson already is elite pass rusher, in my opinion. Uh, super quick off the ball. Both of those guys, uh, both him and Nolan, can chase down anybody and and, and be fine there. Uh, I, I want to see their ability to set the edge in the run game. Um, I'm curious to see how that plays out because Aziz, that was an underrated aspect of Aziz that a lot of people I don't think really paid attention to. He got a lot of sacks and things. However, you know it went underrated how well he set the edge on the run, which limited the runs. So. Um, linebacker, I think will be fine. Um, you know, obviously Nakobe is going to be that, you know, the leader there. Uh, you know, you look at, I think Quay Walker stands out. Oh yeah, back to the D line. Yeah. Trayvon Walker is going to have a fucking year. Let's just say that I'm going to, he's going to have a year and it's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be fun to watch. Uh, anyways, um, back to linebacker. So obviously you got Quay, um, 
Monty, obviously, Monty Rice is gone. So you'll have Nakobe, Quay. Um, you know, I think our linebackers will be okay. Um, secondary, I think, is your big question there. More so the cornerbacks and star position. Uh, safety, I think, you know, I think you have to have a good year from Chris Smith. Uh, so, I mean, there is still questions in the sa- uh, in the safety positions, too. Uh, you know, Scene, I think, is kind of the most solid there. Uh, but he still has tendencies that can be exploited pretty easily. Uh, he, he definitely likes to kind of put his head down there in the run. So, you know, if you're not careful, you can get drawn up into, you know, play action can, can kill you if you're not careful. Uh, you know, looking at it, I think we pick up a guy in the in the transfer portal at cornerback. At, uh, um, maybe Drayshawn Miller from West Virginia. Maybe. We'll see. It's kind of been quiet. But, um, you know, the ties with the uh, coach of Dave are there. So it's possible. Uh, I think you look at Ringo uh, obviously making a, a big impact uh, right away. Um, but understand that he's basically a freshman when it comes to this. So. Uh, all the talent in the world, and I'm not knocking that. Uh, you know, you need you need that, um, but the experience is going to come, and it's going to. There probably will be some growing uh, growing pains. Um, and it, you know, I love the fact that we're playing Clemson first game, but at the end, it's, it's a curse as well, uh, because the experience isn't there, and you're getting tested hard as hell right away. So we'll see if he sinks or swims. Uh, really, we'll see how her secondary handles up. Uh, you know, looking at looking at Clemson's pass game and their well, their uh, their offense. Just because they lost Trevor Lawrence, don't mean shit. It, it does, but it doesn't. It does, but it doesn't. Uh, DJ Uyalungale is not as good, but he's still damn good. And with Justin Ross and these other guys and the receivers, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. Uh, I I just think that. Our secondary, or our, our secondary, would benefit uh, if our defensive line and our front seven had a good day. Uh, if if the front seven's able to contain the quarterback and, and actually get to the quarterback and cause havoc there, uh, it's going to be easier for those guys, especially in their first game. Uh, yeah, Jenny. Yeah, still got Kiaris as well. Um, so you're adding to your talent of riches at the receiver position. Um, you know. I, I, I'm curious to see, you know, obviously with um, with Blaylock coming back as well, uh, you know, I, I think you have Pickens is guaranteed, uh, you know, Burton is guaranteed. I think Arian Smith's gonna have a breakout year, but I don't know if he starts. I think you maybe look at Kiaris, uh, Jermaine, and Pickens to start. Uh, you know, and the good thing is, you know, with uh, Marcus Rosemey as well, uh, Rosemey and Dominic Blaylock can get kind of eased into it. Uh, Dominic Blaylock, his freshman year, I loved. I loved his production when he played. Um, you know, I, 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 he's he's a threat, um, and it's going to be interesting to see if he gets put back into the starting rotation, and you know, from there, what happens. But yeah, you know, I, I think you keep Kiaris and you keep Pickens on the field. Uh, what what happens with D Rob? Obviously, that situation is going on. We'll see. You know, obviously, you can't start them all. I'd, I'd love to, but you know that's just a good problem to have is how much depth we have. Uh, just now, we have to maintain them to where they don't transfer out. Uh, Taylor Bryant says, "I haven't checked up on this, but who's replacing Campbell and Stokes?" Um. Well, right now, I think you know, kind of going back on that, 
you could look at, um, there's a few names there. Um, obviously I think you look at Ringo, you look at, uh, Jalen Kimber's another name, uh, Amir Speed, uh, Nylon Green, you know, don't forget the other guys, uh, in this class as well. Uh, David Daniel, I think will be just fine. Uh, now whether he starts, not a hundred percent sure there. Um, however, you know, I, and, and there's a process and there's also that possibility that we pick somebody up in the transfer portal which is more than likely going to happen just a matter of time when. Um, you know, if, if you're looking at the depth chart right now, uh, if you're wanting my prediction, Taylor, uh, who's replacing Campbell and Stokes, I think you go Nylon Green and Keely, Keely Ringo being the main guy uh, and Nylon Green. Uh, but don't be surprised to see Kimber uh, or Speed. Uh, and, and obviously you have Latavius Brainy, which I think I'm curious to see if, if uh, Brainy would play the star, uh, you know, that's going to be the big question there is uh, who's playing the star. Uh, you know, cornerbacks are great and all, but star is a very important person or position, I should say. And, you know, but you've got to be very smart to play star as well. you gotta be, you got to be talented, athletic, and smart. Um, so it'll be interesting to see who takes that spot. You know, you know, you might, what if you, what if you see, um, you know, you know, obviously anything can happen between now and the start of the season, but you know, there's a possibility that you might see somebody from the portal come in, start at cornerback. Uh, Jalen Kimber might be starting at cornerback. You move Ringo to a uh, star, um, you know, or you have Brainy at the star, uh, you know, Keeley, Nyland, uh, you could put Kim Kimber, uh, Amir speed is, is a good, uh, a good uh, spot as well. So don't forget about that either. Uh, you know, I just hope that they compete. Coach Day, I hope Coach Day lets them compete. Uh, open it wide open. Uh, that's one of the biggest problems on our, or question marks on our defense and on our team. So I, I hope that he lets them compete, the, you know, just compete the hell out of everything. Every day, just compete like hell. Uh, you, you They need to. Uh, one, like I said, there's not a lot of experience there. Um, so that that's a key that you need to have that competition. Chad Buchanan, go dogs! And yeah, Brainy. I mean, yeah, I love Brainy in the uh, Cincinnati game. Um, you know, he made he showed his impact in a couple games. Um, you know, you look at um, you know the two wide receiver screens, and I've talked about this a couple times before. Um, his his playmaking ability on those wide receiver screens, the tackles for losses, that goes a long way. Uh, if you're looking at the star position, perhaps. So maybe that's something that you look into. Uh, he's definitely got the physicality, uh, to, you know, to get off blocks. Uh, you know, just a matter of coverage. And he's fast as hell. Uh, we saw him close on um, on in the Cincinnati game as well. He, he's got the speed there. He's fast. So you know, maybe that's maybe that's where Brini falls in line. Maybe he plays a star. Uh, but definitely losing Tyreek was a uh, was, will hurt us. Uh, I think the portal is going to be big for us on D and agrees Ringo at star. That that would be interesting to see though. You know, I think Ringo would be good there. Um, but I could definitely see him playing the um, the cornerback as well. You know, I'm not saying that I'm not saying that this. You know, a lot of teams put you know their main receivers, their worst, their biggest threats. Typically, your wide receivers. You know, your number one and, and the cornerbacks cover those guys. So. You know, coverage-wise, he probably fits better at the uh, at the cornerback. Um, 
You know, and who's to say that uh, Nylon Green might, you know, obviously he could go at corner, but what if he goes to star? But ultimately, I, if I had to make a prediction now, I think, you know, it might be best to put Brini at the star. Uh, he's very fast, physical, he can play the run. Uh, you know, he's fast enough to cover the tight ends, uh, honestly fast enough to cover the slot. Just got to make sure that they cover well enough. Um, so I can see that I can see the star going to Brini. Uh, and then, you know, like I said, Ringo and right now, Ringo and probably Nyland or Kimber. Uh, I, I like Nyland's length. He's 6'3", and, and, that's, and that's a big thing. I like it um, when it comes to cornerbacks. Uh, and both of them are fast. Both of them are fast. But I mean, yeah, I think you'll. I think the, the you you'll we'll have to pick up the portal. Go to the portal. We've got the uh, scholarship spots, so we'll go. You know, we'll kind of see how that plays out. Um, Jamie, how's it going? So, is anybody um, is anybody keeping up with the twenty twenty two recruiting? Um, I'm going to call out one name that I saw that stuck out to me. Um, when they did, when, when 24 seven did their crystal ball day, uh, one name stuck out and it's a, right now there's a possibility that it can go, uh, under it's underrated or overrated. Uh, depends on how, I don't think it's overrated at all. Overlooked. I meant, um, Branson Robinson. That's the name I think you really want to get to know. Yep, I think that's what you want to get to know. Um, currently a three-star, I believe it is. Uh, but right away, if if he's a if he's a three-star at the end of this, I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna count that. In my head, he's a four-star automatic. I, honestly, I think he's probably the best running back you can pick up. Kid reminds me of Nick Chubb. Watching some of his tape, the runs are just eerily similar to Nick Chubb. Runs strong as hell. Mean when he runs. Uh, definitely runs angry. And, and hard as hell. Runs hard as hell. Um, and that's a kid that I want on my team. I'm going to call that now. Um, I, there's a possibility we pick up two running backs this class or in this cycle. He's got to be one of them. Got to be one of them. Um, I think you look at another one. There's a couple guys that got uh, another, or a couple other running backs, uh, Tevin White and then Jordan James. So I mean, either one of those guys I think are okay. Uh, I've done a little bit more research on uh, Jordan, uh, so I'd have to look, do more research on Tevin White. I think both of them should be fine, though. Um, you know, obviously I think, but I, I think Robinson, though Branson Robinson, that's a name you want to stick in your head and keep it there. Uh, we we have to, in my opinion, he's a must-have. Just the way the kid runs, his tape is insane, and the kid is a physical freak of nature, uh, especially in the weight room. Especially in the weight room. Um, you know, there was, uh, so we'll, obviously that's my main point here for that. Uh, Mikael Williams was uh, hindered, uh, he was crystal balled, uh, Kristen Miller was crystal balled, so, um, you know, the guys at uh, 24-7, uh, Kip, Rusty. You know, those guys, Jake, um, you know, I like what y'all do. So if y'all are listening to this, thank y'all for doing what y'all do. Uh, yeah, Emmanuel Henderson as well, even though I think he's more Bama right now. 
Uh, definitely would be a must have. I, I think you look at that. He's a must. If if he if he comes, you gonna get you know you gotta take him. But I, I just feel like he's probably Bama or Oklahoma. More likely Bama. Um, let's see. What was the other one? Um, no, I mean it was like five or I think like five or six. Uh, guys got crystal ball. <laughs> now that's just you know not you know that that was it was insane. Uh, I didn't know it was coming. I didn't know it at all. Uh, next thing you know, you look out and you just, you know, go onto the website, go to the Georgia website in 24-7. It's just crystal balled. <laughs> Oscar, oh, yeah, Oscar Dub was another one that got crystal balled. It was a, uh, let's just say it was a wild day. It was fun. Definitely fun to keep up with. Like I said, it's not everything. I, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't bank on that. It is fun to keep up with, though. Um, let's see. Uh, what's anybody? Okay. Yeah. Now, if you get Henderson and Robinson in the same class, holy shit. That's all I'm going to leave it there. That's, that's insane hall. All right. We're making an early call here. <coughs> Sorry. I want to hear y'all's predictions on this. What position is going to be the strongest in the 2022 class at the end of the day when we're, uh, completed? Or when the twenty two, when the twenty twenty two class is over, what position is going to have the best haul? You don't have to. You don't have to tell me exactly who comes in. If you feel like you want to make those predictions too, go for it. But I just want to hear what y'all think. Uh, who's going to have the what position? What position group has the best haul in the twenty twenty two class? Chad Buchanan says D line by far. I agree. I could I, I see that. I see that. Uh, definitely look. You know, I think D line for sure. Um, I'm, I'm gonna let. I'm gonna give some other time for people to pop in if they want to comment on that. But we'll talk about the D line for now until people want to uh, respond back with anything else if they choose to. Uh, obviously, you know, Chad, we've got the two guys, uh, Tyree West and Bear. Uh, you know, I, I think that's that's huge right there. Um, but I think, it, I, I think with Mikael Williams, if he comes, uh, you know, you could also look at um, what is it, uh, Kristen Miller, if he comes, and you have your four linemen right there. Jeremiah Alexander might be another name to listen to, uh, look forward to possibly, depending on how the other guys how their chips fall. But if, if you just if you pick up. Obviously, keep Tyree West, keep Bear Alexander, and you get Mikael Williams and Christian Miller. Holy shit! <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. Uh, Jenny asks who replaced Monty Rice. You know, it'll be. I, I think you look at you know Quay Walker, perhaps. Um, you know, you might be able to look at the freshmen. Uh, I don't know right away. You know, I think they'll make an impact. You, you look at Sori. You look at uh, Mondon. Could possibly make an impact there. Um, you know, it's just going to be, uh, you know, Chen and Tindall perhaps. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, Shane Powell says linebacker. I could see that perhaps. I, I, I just have to think that the D-line, if the chips fall, I think the D-line is going to be the nastiest, nastiest group. And it's going to be by far, in my opinion. Uh, even if... Even if the receiving core, what I what I think it could be, 
if the receivers do fall in line that I think happens, would be interesting to see. But I think, you know, I'm going to have to agree with chat here. Uh, you know, just the sheer volume, uh, the sheer volume alone can kind of bring that out. Um, you know, you get four of those, you know, you get four monsters like that. Uh, you're, 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 you know, Trey Scott in the D-line room is going to be insanely deep. Uh, you know, but at the end of the day, you could look into the secondary uh, in the 2022 class. You've got Smoke Bowie. You've got uh, Marquise Groves Killebrew already. Uh, you know, you, there's a chance you could get Emory Floyd, Malachi Starks. Uh, so I think you could look at the court, uh, the secondary as well, uh, Chad and Shane. Uh, considering, like I said, Smoke Bowie is the, is the uh, highest recruit we've got anyways right now. And... You know, you add, like I said, you add Groves Killebrew, and if what you know, if you get Emory Floyd, which is underrated, three star, um, kid is fast, but I think we have to get Malachi Starks. You have to, uh, you know, but if you get Malachi Starks and Emory Floyd, like I said, along with Smoke Bowie and um, Groves Killebrew, that's right up there with the D line. So, kind of torn right there. You know what I mean? Kind of torn. Yeah, uh, Jenny asked who replaced LeCount also. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking at Chad's reply to this, uh, Chris Smith. I think that's probably right. But I, I think, you know, as a leadership standpoint, I think you look at Scene. Scene's going to be the leadership role. Chris just might take his position. I, I think you have to have Scene kind of step up like that. Now, who's to say that Chris can't do it? All right, who... It, it, it could go that way too, but you know I think you know the starting safeties. You're going to look at scene. You're going to look at um, Chris Smith. Uh, Jenny asked, "Who is Chris Smith? I've never heard of him." Um, definitely do your research on him. Uh, I'd say I mean if you're just looking at kind of a, looking at the tape, uh, I feel like he's got good ball skills, uh, fast, uh, physical, kind of a you know kind of a um, prototypical secondary that Kirby Smart wants. Um, you know, just being behind, you know, look who he was behind, behind LeCount, so it's going to happen that way. You know what I mean? So, he was basically the next one up. I think it was just a matter of time. So, I mean, you, trust me, he'll, it's, he'll be worth watching. I think he has a good year, this coming up year. But just got to see. I just think we need to get these guys coached up and ready to go. Um, there was a lot of times that you know we were put in bad situations and and it showed on tape. Definitely showed up on tape, so we got to be careful with that. Um, <clears throat> sorry, I'm trying to think of some. You know, what's some other things that y'all wanted to talk about? Um, got a little bit more time here. Thinking about um, the the G day, right? Hold on. Thinking about G day, uh, what are y'all's thoughts on that? I, I wish it would be you know full stadium, but I, I think you know it's better than not having one at all. Um, just want to hear what y'all have to say or what y'all think about that. 
I don't know about the. I, I'm curious to see why people. You know, I, I get it. It's probably going to charity or whatever. But you know, what are your thoughts on it being ten dollars now as well? It should be on TV. Chances you waiting on McDonald's to fix it. Look, man, everybody knows the McDonald's ice cream machine ain't never gonna be fixed. Everybody knows that. I think the only one in the I think the only one in the country that might be fixed is in Knoxville. We know why. I ain't even gotta say it. We know why. <laughs> I want my McDo I want my McDollar sandwich. Now, I'm curious to see. You know, I, I think what I'm, I want to talk about too is the East, the SEC East. I, I really don't know how to feel about this, but looking at it. <clears throat> I don't even, I don't even think that there's really a threat to the in the East right now. It's, it's scary to think that. Um, <clears throat> that's what I'm worried about. I mean, I guess you have to look at Florida. You know, I, I get Florida's offense will be fine. You know, looking at you know the scheme in, in their their scheming, they'll be fine. You know, looking at Marcus Bo uh, Demarcus Bowman, I think they'll be completely fine there. Uh, I'm curious. The only thing I'm curious to see is how well Emory Jones or whoever their quarterback can distribute the ball. Um, you know, mainly when it comes to our game, if if our pass rush is on, then it shouldn't be a problem. Um. But at the end of the day, though, too, I think you have to look at, you know, that's Florida's main concern is, is how well they can distribute the ball from the quarterback position. And I'm not, I'm not going to say that they can't beat us because there's a possibility they can. I'm just curious to see, you know, how they evolve, you know, without Trask. Um, not saying that he's, you know, obviously he was a Heisman finalist. <clears throat> um, I just don't know how they recover from that, but I'm, I'm sure they'll be fine. I just got to see it against us, and I don't know if they can do that. The fact that our offense is where it is will definitely help. Uh, Chris Smith, I think he came from Georgia. I may be wrong. I'd have to do some research on it. I, I haven't really done too much research except for this past off season a little bit, or this off season, I should say. But it's been a little bit since I've done any kind of thing on him. I think he came from Georgia. I may be wrong. Um, <clears throat> Chad says I'm fine with them charging ten bucks. Uh, <laughs> I'm assuming you said you're pissed with the continued no tailgating BS. Yeah, man. I, you know that's the that's the thing that I'm curious about is, you know, this upcoming season. Do they? You know, do they allow tailgating this in this upcoming season? I, I I hope so. I think if you want some normalcy, I think that's how you do it. But ultimately, I think you know uh, Brooks, the AD, will 
I would hope he makes the call the right way. But I do think, you know, my thing is, yes, you know, you can call no tailgating. However, that's not going to stop fans from meeting up somewhere else and doing the shit anyway. Whether it be partying at people's houses before the game and traveling or what. You know, it's going to happen. You know what I mean? So I think maybe they're just trying to alleviate responsibility away from themselves. Yep, there you go. Christmas from Atlanta. Okay. There we go. I thought I knew he was from Georgia. I thought. <laughs> um, but no, you know, I, I guess the one thing is, I, I genuinely wish for a full Sanford Stadium this year. I, I, I'm definitely just concerned about it. How, if it's really going to happen, I just don't know if it will. You know, looking at the NCAA, I don't trust the NCAA. I, I trust it more than a wet fart, honestly. Um, I trust the wet fart more than them. I just feel like they just made wrong decision after wrong decision. But that's just me. Um, you know, looking at it, though, at le- I guess at least we have fans in the stands. But I, I just can't wait till we get a full, uh, a regular season where it's actually full stands. You know, full of everybody, like 92,000, full. Cannot, absolutely, cannot wait for that. Cannot wait. Um, on that note, though, I think, well, hold on. Yeah, Chad, uh, yeah, I agree with you. NCAA is an incompetent joke. Yeah, I'm going to say that. <laughs> and I think I'm going to leave on that note, too, guys. Uh, so I hope everybody had a, a good time hanging out. Um... That'll do it for this episode of the GATA Q&A. Hope everybody has a good Friday, and go dogs. that is all we have for today folks thanks for sticking around and listening to the show i hope you enjoyed the content until next time this is the gata podcast where it is all dogs all the time i'm robert reynolds and stay safe go dogs